What, what am I supposed to say? I've never listened to a podcast. You're listening to Big Wheel Coaching Podcast. You're, you're, you're listening to Big Wheel Coaching Podcast. Big podcast. Brian McCulloch here with Big Wheel Coaching. Hey, you're listening to Big Wheel Coaching Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Big Wheel Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Brian McCulloch. I am the assistant to the boss, the big wheel herself, my lovely wife, Joy Joy. And it is it is a good day today here. We've got Christmas just around the corner. We've got a really good podcast lined up today. We've got a great subject to talk about. And I get to talk about it with my boy, Brady Kiss. Coach Brady, stoked to have you and, and uh, chat with you about some mindset stuff because I know you're so fired up for this stuff. So thanks, thanks for being here, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Uh, always a pleasure to be on the Big Wheel Coaching Podcast. And uh, I, I agree that we're going to talk about some cool stuff. And you know me, I'm always stoked on the brain and how we can get it to help us to be better. Okay, hey, slight tweak. When you say, when you say, hey, thanks again for having me, it's like, dude, you're never gone. Like, we're always <laughs> talking on the phone, you know, like you're yeah, always yeah, here. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. like, you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Remember. Okay. okay. Anyway, sorry, sorry about no, 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 no. Everybody. Okay. We press on everybody. We are talking today about the growth mindset and specifically the growth mindset for athletes. Okay. And this is something that I wrote a couple of blogs about for our newsletter when we were doing kind of written versions of that before we transferred to the podcast version. And, you know, Brady has just really been pushing the limits on mindset. Um, and and specifically mental skills and coaching uh, mental skills, obviously. Sorry, I repeated that. But that's been his focus. And something that comes up with that is that there's a, there's a woman named Carol Dweck, and she's a professor at Stanford University. And she's really been pushing the limits on what seems like a really simple concept. And it's this idea of a growth mindset. And it's gained a lot of traction across a lot of different disciplines, right? A lot of... Uh, kind of early childhood development folks have really latched onto this and parenting uh, books have been written about the growth mindset and uh, it's been transferred over to business managers and other industries within um, within the business world trying to help people have growth mindsets and uh, it's obviously huge uh, on college campuses because that that's uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that as well and why the growth mindset is so important uh, when we live in a world of, of test results defining who we are and what, what that breeds. But what's not, there's not a lot of research out there about the growth mindset in athletics. And I've, I've always really been fascinated by this notion of this growth mindset because it, it almost seems so obvious that you would have a growth mindset. And we're going to get into the difference between growth and fixed mindset. But, but for the moment, when, when you guys are thinking about the growth mindset, you're probably going to be like, well, 100% of the time, I have a growth mindset. Like, well, 100%. Like, Brian, why, why are you wasting my time with this? But what Brady and I found, and we found really interesting with this article we're going to share with you, but also in some of the other research that we've done preparing for this, is that the fixed mindset can rear its ugly head and come up and hit us as athletes and, and men and women uh, by tacking on to our insecurities, 
Okay. And, and jumping in and jumping at those insecurities and then making what could be a teachable moment or could be a positive scenario. Uh, when we look at adversity and something that can shape us, we, we see that and we pull back from it. So we're going to get into a lot of that, but, but let's kind of first start out with Professor Dweck. And, and like I said, she's from Stanford. And so she's wrote, wrote a number of books about this and many, many, many papers, but she wrote a, she wrote an article for the, uh, Olympic committee. So it's, uh, we got it in our coaching newsletter that we get, uh, as part of the, the group that we're with that, um, the Olympic, I don't want to call it, it's Olympic coaching magazine. So we get Olympic coaching magazine often. And then this, this article was in there. And so here's where it comes from. So it's called mindsets, developing growth, developing talent through a growth mindset. And I'm going to read you just a little bit of it, as, and then Brady and I are going to jump into it. So it starts off like this. It says, coaches are often frustrated and puzzled. They look back over their careers and realize that some of their most talented athletes, athletes who have seemed to have everything, never achieved success. Why? The answer is that these athletes didn't have everything. They didn't have the right mindset. And I'm going to stop there for just a moment, but just think about that for a second. How many people do you know that seemingly have it all? They have it all, but maybe they don't have the one thing they really need, which is the mindset. Okay. And I want to, want to just calibrate everybody here that this was written again for Olympic coaching magazine. So this is written towards people that are trying to push towards that, that upper, upper, upper echelon of performance. Okay. But that doesn't mean that that's not applicable to all of us because all of our athletes here are pushing their limits. They're at their tip of the spear. They're at their point of friction. So it continues. It says, in my research, I have identified two mindsets that people can have about their talents and abilities. Those with a fixed mindset believe that their talents and abilities are simply fixed. They have a certain amount, and that's that. In this mindset, athletes become so concerned with being and looking talented that they never fulfill their potential. People with a growth mindset, on the other hand, think of talents and abilities as things they can develop, as potentials that, that come to fruition through effort, practice, and instruction. I mean, come on, like effort, practice, and instruction, brother. I mean, how, like, does that not scream to you? Like, I mean, I know that's just, should just like cut right to the heart of it with our athletes, right? I mean, that's, they embody that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think, um. Like you said earlier, it's really easy to think like, oh, yeah, I always have a growth mindset. Um, but it really is. I think the times that we have those fixed mindset is like when things get hard, you know, that's when it's hard, like easy to just default to like, oh, yeah, like it's because of this or it's because of that uh, instead of like trying to really solve the problem. But, um, yeah, I mean, our athletes, they they definitely work hard and um we break things down and talk about it and stuff like that. So there's a lot of instruction and practice and uh, that's what it takes to be the best and be the best that you can be. So, And on top of that, it, I want to, I want to help everyone here and unpack this a little bit, because again, we're, we're trying to take something here that's been written for the Olympic Olympic level coach. Okay. And it's, it's so applicable to everyone at home because you're pushing the limits. And, and, and I think specifically we're going to get into something here where 
in one of the supporting podcasts that we listened to for this, Dr. Uh, Carol Dweck or Professor Dweck. Um, I don't know exactly what the correct title is for her, but super smart lady, Carol Dweck. How about that? She, um, she was talking about the environments for which we are in throughout our lives, be that at work, be that at home, be that with our friends, be that with our family, et cetera, et cetera. In this particular case, some of our athletes, many of our athletes have a group of training partners that they train with regularly, whether it be a local cycling club, or maybe it's their race team or something like that, right? There's a number of th- of influencers there. And what she talked about was how important the environment is to being able to push and foster this growth mindset. And, and Brady and I really hit on that because that, that's something that we're trying to do and, and work really hard at here at Big Wheel Coaching is because we want everyone to see like, like there's an important difference. And we're going to get into it in a little bit with, well, okay, if we're going to start praising effort, they talk about this in the article and we'll get into it, but it says, oh, we're going to praise effort. We're going to praise effort. We're going to praise effort. Well, then all of a sudden, there is a downside to that. There's a double-edged sword there. If we're only praising effort, then we're not actually praising the outcome, right? And we're not actually necessarily doing the effective things that help move us in the right direction. So this, this growth mindset is not just for athletes, but it's for us as coaches to be able to help make sure that we're not just praising effort, but we're also helping influence and push our athletes in the directions that they want to go. And we're helping nurture that through the environment. And, and it says, um, I want to go straight to the to the article for it. It says, quote, research has repeatedly shown that a growth mindset fosters a healthier attitude toward practice and learning, a hunger for feedback, a greater ability to deal with setbacks and significantly better performances over time. OK, so for everyone home, that's that over time component of that quote, significantly better performance over time. That's the important thing. And. A lot of our athletes, I've actually specifically had a conversation with one of my athletes where he was like, hey, you know, you didn't, you didn't rip me down for not completing my workout as assigned. And this is a gentleman that I worked with before. Um, and, and he has his previous coaching experience wasn't like that. And so what we want to share with everyone is that environment really matters because we're trying to help you increase your performance. Over time, cycling and anything in the endurance community, endurance sports community, be it running, be it triathlon, uh, swimming, anything endurance sports related, obviously cycling is endurance sports, right? Everything requires a tremendous amount of sacrifice, a tremendous amount of dedication and years and years because there's many, many, many layers to learn. And that's that over time component. And that's where we're trying to help people get significantly better. And that's by creating this environment, right, Brady? Yeah, I, I think it even goes beyond endurance sports, you know, like it's it's anything that you want to be good at. Like it takes so much, like like you said, time, dedication and practice. So uh, and, and instruction. But yeah, I mean, we we definitely our business is focused on cycling, obviously. So we definitely want to encourage those things and foster that mindset and in, in the people that we work with and, and even the people around us, because uh, we just want to help everyone get better. So that's the way forward. Yeah, you're absolutely right, brother. You're absolutely right. And and there's a component here that I, I kind of delved into, which I thought was interesting because 
And even Brady, you and I talked about it when we were prepping for this, because we, we talked about this notion of, well, don't we always just have this growth mindset, right? Like, well, we always have this growth mindset. And it it ended up kind of going down this this conversation of talent versus uh, potential. Okay. And we always say, you know, we want to train, train for potential, train for potential, train for potential. And this woman who's not a neuroscientist. So, so professor Dweck is not a neuroscientist. She's, she's a behavioral scientist. Okay. And she just, she quotes a couple of interesting articles here that, that I, I really want to bring up to you. And it says, Although abilities are always a product of nature and nurture, a great deal of exciting work is emerging in support of the growth mindset. New work in in psychology and neuroscience is demonstrating the tremendous plasticity of the brain, its capacity to change and even reorganize itself when people put serious labor into developing a set of skills. And it says other groundbreaking work is showing that in virtually every field, sports, science, or the arts, only one thing seems to distinguish the people we later call, quote, geniuses from their other talented peers. This one thing is called practice. Okay. And so the reason we're bringing that up and we want you, everyone, to be thinking about that is you might be competing in an arena, whether you're doing endurance mountain bike racing or cyclocross racing, or you're just training for your next Grand Fondo, whatever you're working on, you, you might be surrounded by a whole bunch of talented people. And some of those talented people probably aren't working as hard as you, or maybe, maybe the perception is that they don't have to work as hard as you. And so I wanted you to think back to our discussion previously about the, the quote about getting significantly better over time. This is what this is about. She's saying that the brain has tremendous power to reorganize itself. So your current quote lot in life, if you want to call it that right, Brady, like if you're lot in life, you think, well, Hey, I'm, I'm a, I'm not a climber, you know? No, I'm, I'm, I'm i I'm a sprinter. I can't, I can't climb. Right. Or, or, Hey, I'm a, I'm an XC mountain biker. I can't do endurance mountain biking. Anything, whatever, whatever kind of box you've put yourself in, you don't have to do that. And by, by embracing this growth mindset and by understanding that you're much more than just the fixed uh, talent that, that we might have in this uh, moment of time, you can change that. And your brain has this tremendous ability to reorganize itself. And I mean, like, I mean, what did you think of that, Brady? I wanted to ask you about that, like that plasticity and it's the brain's ability to reorganize itself. Like that, that hit me pretty hard. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think it's so cool. I, um, not only like, I mean, our, our brain is, uh, able to like adapt. I think that you can see it throughout your body too. You know, like we, uh, we know that if you have like a lot of type two muscle fibers, they can transition to type one and stuff like that. So your body has like tremendous, uh, ability to adapt to the situations that you put it in often. And so that's like, when we train, we want to notice those weak points and, and we want to, um, practice those weak points a lot because our brain and our body will adapt. And hopefully that weak point will eventually become a strength or at least a even, you know, like it's not weak or strong or whatever, but you're like progressing at the things that are hard. Um, and that's when the fixed mindset, you can say like, Oh, I like suck at this. So 
I'll just practice what I'm good at because that's what's easy to do. But um, your body and your brain both like for sure can adapt to uh, whatever you put it in almost. Oh, absolutely. And there's, there's a gentleman, and I think I mentioned it on the podcast before, but there's a gentleman named Dean Graziosi. And he is, uh, he's a, like a motivational speaker kind of guy. And he's think, think like Tony Robbins. Like he's like the original infomercial Tony Robbins from back in the eighties. He's got a really amazing story and, and uh, is obviously super successful, but he's, he's famous for saying F your weaknesses, make your strength legendary. Right. And, and I love that. I, I always thought that was like really, really cool, you know, but, but the truth of the matter is this folks, like that's, that is, that is not bad advice because obviously he's a very smart man. He's a very successful man. Uh, but when we think about cycling, we think about the fact that there are no timeouts. There are no substitutions. There's no, um, you have to pedal every mile, every inch of any route that you do. Okay. And so if your goal event is the Leadville 100, or if your goal event is the Fig Fondo, or if your goal event is the Mammoth Grand Fondo, or the Redlands Bicycle Classic, or anything like that. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't even have to be that big. It can be a 45-minute criterium or a 45-minute cyclocross race. Whatever your goal is, you have to pedal. that. Ev you have to produce that effort from in yourself. And so for us as coaches and for you as athletes, and, and for us both as athletes as well, it's so important for us to recognize that we can't just say, hey, all I'm going to do is focus what I'm, what my strengths are, right? And and to some degree, and I know Mr. Graziosi probably doesn't mean it like this, but but that's kind of a fixed mindset in the sense that it's saying, hey, like I'm just going to do this one thing over here, and I'm not even, I'm going to pretend like the rest of it doesn't even matter, right? Well, the dirty little secret is like you have to be able to get over the climbs if you want to sprint. You know, if you're a great sprinter and you never get to the sprint finish because you got dropped on the climbs, then it doesn't do you any good. Right. So in cycling, specifically in cycling, you have to be able to develop your weaknesses. And that's where this growth mindset is so, so, so powerful. And, and I want everyone to know that the reason we're bringing this up here and I want to tie this in. And this is something that was really important to Brady and Coach Joy and Coach Leo and myself is that the end of the year is coming. It's time to start thinking about your goals for next year. Hopefully you've already thought about them. Hopefully you're you're already hot on them and ready to go and been working at it. Okay. But not everybody's done that because the holidays, it's busy. There's family stuff going on. Work is busy, all this stuff. Okay. But this is a time for us to commit to that mindset. And the mindset is the foundation of what we're trying to do. The foundation of everything before we even, you know, put our shoes on or put our kid on or put our bike on a trainer or whatever. The mindset is just the foundation of what we're doing. And that mindset is, Hey, Whatever I'm doing, I'm going to work at it purposefully with effort and tenacity. I want to increase my ability to get to perform better over time, right? And I'm going to be less deterred by setbacks, right? So I want to go to the, I want to go straight to the, back to the article and it says, are people's mindsets related to their level of ability in the area? No, at least not at first. People with all levels of ability can hold either mindset. But over time, those with the growth mindset appear to gain the advantage and begin to outperform their peers with a fixed mindset. So what Brady and I are asking you today is 
not just to listen to this and say, hey, yeah, yeah, that growth mindset thing, I can, I can that, that's cool. I like that. I got that. I got, I got most of that. I'm pretty good. What we're asking you for is to really commit to 2020 being a year of the growth mindset, okay? Because we're committing to you as coaches. We're committing to you that, that we're going to help push you along the way, okay? That's really important to us. And Brady, Joy, Leo, and I really want to help you succeed. And how we're going to do that is staying disciplined to this mindset and not falling prey to whatever environment we're in that then becomes, well, you know, so-and-so sprints at 1,400 watts, or so-and-so is five watts a kilo, or so-and-so is excellent at this, okay? What we're trying to say here is that, that you are on a path of your own, and we're just trying to make sure that your path continues to grow and fosters growth continuously so that you can outperform your peers over time, right? Really important, really important stuff. Did, did I miss anything there, Brady? Did that, uh, did that flow for you? Did I feel like that conveyed what we're trying to convey? For sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you nailed it. We're uh, just, we're excited for next year and we want to keep promoting the growth mindset. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Brady, there's a couple of rules with, in this article. Right. And, and she kind of talks about them. You want to outline rule number one for everybody? Cause it's like a dichotomy, right? Like she talks about like, what is the original rule in fixed mindset versus growth mindset? You want you want to tackle that here? She says rule number one in a fixed mindset, the cardinal rule is look talented at all costs in a growth mindset. The cardinal rule is learn, learn, learn. Uh, in our work with adolescents and college students, those with a fixed mindset say the main thing I want to do when my when I do my schoolwork is to show how good I am at it, um, which basically means they want to uh, get the best grades. Basically, they want to show like, hey, I got all A's, right? Um, but that's that's really kind of a fixed mindset. Um, they they care about the grades just as athletes care about winning the game. But they care. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> the growth mindset um, is where you say it's way more important me for it's way more important for me to learn what I'm um, learning in this class and actually apply it. Uh, and maybe the grade like it usually comes as the second part of it. Right. Like if you actually do the learning and, and that's what you focus on, then the, the grade will happen. But if you just like just focus on getting a good grade. It's easy just to like ignore the learning that's supposed to be taking place. And the same goes for athletics. Oh, 100%. And, and she says in this, so in the article, it says, the more deeply people study, manage, they manage their time better and it helps keep up their motivation. Okay. If they do poorly at first, they find out why and fix it. And I love that. Like that... That whole concept of learn, learn, learn is like cycling is such a complex sport in any discipline, whether you're track cycling, road cycling, cyclocross, mountain bike, it does gravel, doesn't matter. It's such a complex sport because we're trying to, our bodies are incredibly complex. Our lives outside of our bodies are incredibly complex. The events themselves are incredibly complex. The bike, the bicycle seems surprisingly simple, but hey, have you ever tried to like disable, like, you know, disassemble your derailleur, that thing's pretty complex, right? So that the idea here 
is that if you do poorly at first, find out why and fix it. Because all of this stuff takes time and there's so many layers. And, I, and I, I really, really loved that, that the idea of learn, learn, learn is much more about us being able to continually perform better and and move beyond failures in a, in a positive way, right? And so it's the fact that we can learn from those things. Right. It's not like we just like block it out and say, okay, hey, we, we, we lost or I had a bad ride and just block it out and pretend like it didn't happen. She's, she's saying, find out what is going on and fix it. So that's kind of like doing a postmortem or doing a, um, Dave Goggins talked about this in his book. He talked about doing an after action report on all of his failures and how, what he learned from that after action report helped him get better. And he was running a lot of, um, hundred mile races. So uh, you, for those of you who are not paying attention, we did a, um, we, there, there's a book, David Goggins, uh, he's a Navy SEAL, uh, who wrote called, he wrote called can't hurt me. And part of that is, is talking about, um, a very, very tough and strong, uh, bulletproof mindset for lack of a better term. So that, that learning from it afterwards, I think is just so powerful, right, Brady? I mean, we can just, we could do some, and we could talk endlessly about what we can learn from these scenarios, but, but being able to start with that in a training session, being able to build on that from a training session, a single training session into all of the week's training sessions, into the breakout training session or the, the outdoor training session with which you're kind of, uh, shall we say, like testing out a certain, um, at, a, at, a, at a B or a C level event that you're going and testing your equipment, you're testing yourself and being able to work through that and then reiterate and re-engage, right? Like that's, that's so critical. That learn, learn, learn component is great, man. I think that, and this is kind of like goes what we're essentially trying to get at is like lifelong learning, basically like the, the best people at what they do, like they never stop trying to learn more, you know? And even, uh, even if you are the best, like there's still something else that you haven't, you don't know about or like that you could get better at for sure. Hit us with rule number two, Brady. What's rule number two from uh, Professor Dweck? Okay. Rule number two in a fixed mindset. The second rule is don't work too hard or practice too much in a growth mindset. The rule is work with passion and dedication. Effort is the key. Let that one settle in for a second. Work with passion and dedication. Effort is the key. It's so much easier to go out and do the things that you have to do if you really like believe in what you're doing and, and you're passionate about it. That's like what gets you going, you know, it's, uh, and you're always trying to improve, like continue to grow with growth mindset. That's the key. Yep. And so there's a sub, there's a paragraph here that I want to read to everyone. And it says, quote, those with a growth mindset know they have to work hard and they enjoy it. They understand that effort is what ignites their ability and causes it to grow over time. So there we go again, over time, we're hearing that coming out this theme of growth and continuous learning. Brady said lifelong learning, right? But think about that word ignites. They understand that effort is what ignites their ability. Man, if you think about that, Brady, like that's such a, you know, we've talked about this in the past. We talked about that upward spiral in training, 
where we've talked about how, you know, you have one good workout and then it helps you have another good workout. It helps you have another good workout and that, that gets you into an event. You do good at an event and then you go have another good event, right? And it just these things continually feed themselves, right? So by putting in effort, by making those sacrifices, and people feel this a lot, you know, where the a best example of this is like, I don't want to call it dieting, but for lack of a better term, dieting, right? Like when people see that the scale moves a little bit, they're like, wow, that, that's working. I'll do more of it, right? Now, little little asterisk from Coach Brian here is just like, hey, like if you're going to go on a diet, don't do calorie restriction. Like please consult somebody who knows what they're doing, be it your coach, be a nutritionist, be it somebody to get some advice because we're not talking about like, yeah, I don't want to get off on, on off track on that. But the idea is that effort is what ignites our ability. And I just, I love that. I just think that is so awesome and so key for all of our athletes to take home. So, so for you listening at home, it's like in this holiday season, just keep in mind that a little bit of effort, just a little bit of effort is going to keep igniting that ability to move forward towards your 2020 goals. Okay. I don't want anybody going home or listening to this podcast and thinking like, okay, I'm fired up. I got to like, you know, get up at four 30 or not see my family or go out and training in the rain or whatever. That's not what we're saying here today. What we're, what we're saying is keep putting in that purposeful effort because that's going to ignite your ability over time. And that's really what we keep talking about. Learn, learn, learn. And rule number two is work with passion and dedication. Effort is the key. Purposeful effort. I would even, I would even go a step further and say, not just effort is the key. Effective effort. Effective effort is the key. Yeah. What do you think of that, Brady? One of my old uh, coaches used to say like, it's not practice makes perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. So you got to practice with intent and uh, really like be focused during that time, not just kind of going through the motions, but yeah, exactly. Showing that effort, getting excited to ride when, when you might not be so excited. Like if you spend that little extra time, uh, your body, it's pretty crazy. Like if you, if you go into a workout saying like, ah, oh, yeah, this is going to suck. I'm not looking forward to it. Like a lot of times it ends up sucking, you know? Um, but if you go into it, like say like, oh, I'm going to smash this. Like this is going to be sick. I get to challenge myself. I'm going to work hard. Um, your body like responds to that kind of thing too. So there's a paragraph here that I really want to read to someone because, or to, to everyone here. And when we, and I got to calibrate this statement that I'm going to make is like, we, we at Big Wheel Coaching, we think of the coach athlete relationship as a partnership, right? This isn't us directing our athletes what to do. This is us working together as a team to help them be successful. And we can't pedal the bikes for them, but we, but we can help them pedal the bikes more effectively and get, get better on and off the bike so that they can be the best version of themselves so they can show up at these events and, and achieve their goals and, and smash, smash those goals, right? And so we have a role to play in that too. And, and that's not just us knowing science and that's not just us knowing, you know, uh, reading training plans or uh, uh, interpreting data or any of that stuff. There, there's this, qu and the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's this paragraph and I'm going to read it to you because I, I feel like Professor Dweck just nailed it. She just nailed it. And it just says, recently we conducted a small study of college soccer players. We found that the, the more a player believed their athletic ability was a result of effort and practice rather than just natural ability, 
the better that player performed over the next season. What they believed about their coaches' values was even more important. The athletes who believed that their coaches prized effort and practice over natural ability were even more likely to have a superior season. I'm going to read that to you again. The athletes who believe that their coaches prized effort and practice over natural ability were even more likely to have a superior season. And so that's where we're making a commitment to you. This podcast isn't about educating you about growth mindset, although it is definitely doing that. This is about Brady, Joy, Leo, and I making a commitment to all of you listening and to all of our athletes. We are committed for you to have a superior season, okay? Because we prize your effort and practice over natural ability. We understand that you are far more than whatever natural ability you feel like you have right now, okay? And if you're not around people that believe that, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time and you're not around people that believe that or you're not in an environment where that makes sense to you, I urge you, urge you, urge you to delve into some reading or to contact us or do something because everyone has a... The human spirit is indomitable. I believe that. And you doesn't take... It's not hard to find examples of that, okay? But we have a role to play in this as coaches our role is to show you that we prize effort and practice over natural ability because that is going to drive you towards superior season so when everybody's thinking about well hey i'm you know oh man uh, you know what about my data what about this what about that you know did i have the best trainer um with my swifting or whatever i'm doing right like i i just found that so empowering brady to be able to be like wait This is just another tool in our toolbox to be able to support our athletes. It's not just about reading data. It's not just about understanding cutting-edge training uh, routines. It's not just about, you know, listening to them and helping them understand, you know, helping our athletes that have busy lives and balancing all the things that they have going on. No, 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 no. This is about prizing and praising effort and practice effectively. I was just like, man. I was like, Professor Dweck, like I wanted to give her a freaking knuckle bump. Boom, you know? Kind of like we do with Seamus. Uncle Brady does that with Seamus a lot. Gives him a little knuckle bump. So what did you think of that, Brady? Yeah, I mean, that that's key for sure. Um, I mean, like, I think that it's like something that I kind of, ha- we've all thought about before, but like putting it into words like that is like pretty solid. Um, just because, I mean, like, I don't know uh, very many people who just try to enter like a super hard bike race, just like, oh, yeah, I don't really need to train that hard or work that hard, but um, I'm pretty good, so I'll just do well. But um, we know that like working hard and uh, prioritizing that effort and stuff like that, that'll that's really what will set you up well for your events. And uh, yeah, that's sick. Love it. Love it. So rule number three, Brady, hit it. Hit me. What's rule number three from Professor Dweck? In a fixed mindset, the third rule is when faced with setbacks, run away or conceal your deficiencies. In a growth mindset, the rule is embrace your mistakes and confront your deficiencies. Um, here, I'll read this next paragraph. We have found over and over that a fixed mindset 
does not give people a good way to recover from setbacks. After a failure, fixed mindset students say things like, I'd spend less time on this subject from now on, or I would try to cheat on my next test. They make excuses, they blame others, they make themselves feel better by looking down on those who have done worse. Everything but face the setback and learn from it. So I think it's like really easy to, like we talked about, have a bad ride or have a bad race and you just kind of be like, oh, it wasn't my day. Oh, um, it it was a breakaway and I'm a sprinter or something like that. You know, like it's easy to just like ride it off as like, ah, there's nothing to learn from that because it wasn't relevant to me. But um, somewhere in there, there was like a way to notice you could have done something better and, and you had a deficiency that you could, we could improve on. And, um, by only by analyzing those things and really like thinking about the race or thinking about your event or thinking about your training and how it could have gone better is like the way to improve yourself basically. Yeah, that is, uh, that was a very, very good rule. And when she, when she says, embracing your mistakes and confront your deficiencies. The the thing that I think is, oh, hey, Seamus. Hi, buddy. You've entered the podcast room. Okay. Well, sorry, everyone. Just uh, baby entered the, the podcast room here. So in a, in, a, in a growth mindset, the rule is embrace your mistakes and confront your deficiencies. The thing that I, the thing that I, I have to calibrate everyone here is like, you can pretend all you want that like everything's going to be perfect, but for every rule in cycling, there's, there's a corresponding like exception to that rule. Like if you're not willing to look at yourself and be okay with your deficiencies and say, Hey, I am who I am. And this is what I'm working on. I have strengths. I have weaknesses and we're working on those things. Like it, it, this sport is just so in so much more challenging than it needs to be right? Like this can be such a positive thing because it's helping us chisel away at ourselves and improve what's an already good foundation, right? And, and I thought that was really, really important to recognize that, that, okay, maybe if you're talking about algebra one or, you know, math 101 in college or something like that, maybe you can look at all that and just say, hey, you know, I'm a, or soccer for whatever reason, right? Hey, I'm a, I'm a good, I'm good at PKs, penalty kicks or whatever it is, but I'm not good at, at, at this, right? In cycling, you have to really be good at it all to be competitive. So we don't have the luxury because the world will be ruthless to us and it will tell us straight away, hey, like you're not doing, the feedback will be direct that you're not very good at this or, or you're, you're not as good at it as you would like to be. Okay. And so this, this mindset is so powerful in that because it allows us to move past this. It allows us to go, wait a second. I can transcend that simple notion that I can, I need to, I can get better. Right. So I think that's really, really important. Yeah, definitely. The next part that I think is pretty cool. It talks about mindsets can be taught by the way that we praise. Uh, in many studies, we have gotten a very surprising result. Praising children or adolescents' intelligence or talent puts them into a fixed mindset with all of its defensiveness and vulnerability. 
Instead of instilling confidence, it tells them we can read their intelligence or talents from their performance and that this is what we value them for. The contrary to that, it says, what should we praise? We found that praising students' effort or strategies, the process that they engaged in or the way that they did something, put students into a growth mindset in which they sought and enjoyed challenges and remained highly motivated even after prolonged difficulty. So Boom, I know we, dude. we thought that Love was a Love that. Love that. Like critical oh, part. Yes, I know, right? Like in which they sought and enjoyed challenges and remained highly motivated even after prolonged difficulty. Right? So when when we think of prolonged difficulty, what's the first thing that comes to your mind, Brady? Like what what do you think of in, in for our athletes training? Prolonged difficulty. Um just I mean like if you have a, like right now for example during christmas there's a lot of or holidays whatever people are doing a lot of different things and maybe training isn't uh as high on the list as they want it to be or they think it needs to be um and so it's like prolonged difficulty it's just easy to get frustrated just think like oh I, i'm not getting the time that i need look around me other people are getting the time that they need so it could be something like that or maybe just like having a few bad races in a row where you just think like dang i can't catch a break i like had prolonged difficulty yeah <laughs> yeah that's 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 the wording i use when i'm like having a couple of bad races gosh you know i'm gonna have to talk to coach i i've had a couple of races of prolonged difficulty right <laughs> <laughs> never do i use that language ever i'm like this is awful what am i doing right but uh i i found again i i found this is such a good good thing and i'm so glad you're bringing this up brady because as coaches it just gives us it empowers us to help because we want to help people remain highly motivated. We want to help them through those difficult moments, okay? And so those difficult moments might be a recurring injury, okay? We've got some athletes, or I should I should say a, at least one of my athletes, and I know, I think Joy has one as well, that's like challenging, challenged right now with a knee injury, right? And And so every time we like make a little bit of progress with it, there's a little bit of regression. And so that's kind of like prolonged difficulty, right? But so you have to have that growth mindset that we're still moving in the, in, the, in the right direction, okay? That we're making progress, that this is happening in the way that we need it to happen, okay? And so that later down uh, in that paragraph, it continues. It says, a focus on learning and improvement tells athletes not only what they did to bring about their success, but also what they can do to recover from setbacks. And I just thought that was fantastic to think about what if we started thinking about the things that, and we do this here, but, but, but what if everyone at home, all of you athletes were like, wait a second, if you could think through what is bringing you success, even if it's not 100% success of what you wanted, right? Let's say you wanted to go win the bike race that you signed up for, or you wanted to win your age group at the Grand Fondo or whatever your goal is, Okay. Let's say that was your goal and you didn't achieve it, but you could come back and look at it and say, well, you know, I lost a couple of pounds. I've ridden more than I've ridden in the past. My sprint is better than it's ever been. You know, I made a new selection in this group. You know, I always get dropped on this climb and now I'm not, whatever that is, right? If you could look at all of those things, it can help you recover from a setback. It can help you bounce back from, hey, I didn't meet my ultimate goal. I'm not there yet. Right, because remember, we're talking about success over time. I'm not there yet, but I'm 
damn, I'm on the way. Damn, I'm on the way, right? And that's what this is about. This is about that continual effort, right? So we go back to what we previously talked about. It's just like how you can, we are trying to help people get better over time, but, but that that continuous effort is what we're praising. And I just thought that was like, man, that was really, really powerful. So I'm really glad you, you brought that up. And this is something really interesting. And I want to bring, um, bring these words to everyone's attention. It says coaches can identify their fixed mindset athletes by asking them to agree or disagree with statements like this. Before I read these, everybody, before I read these to you, I don't want you to think about this as us evaluating you. I want you to evaluate your own thoughts, okay? Because it's okay if you have these thoughts. What we want is to recognize that we have these thoughts and then change them, okay, and shift them. And the reason why I'm, I'm prefacing all of this like this is to, to bring us back to our earlier portion of our conversation where what we said was, hey, the growth mindset isn't just a static thing. It's not like, hey, Brady's got a growth mindset, like check, moving on to the next task. That's not how this works, right? We're always kind of waffling. Even the best of us are, are waffling on this growth versus fixed. And there's always these things. And, and Professor Dweck brought this up in, in, in some of her presentations about this, where she was talking about how people can have a, she called it a false growth mindset. But uh, rather than getting into that uh, and, and her explanation of that, the notion was just simply that it's like, you can have a growth mindset a lot of the time and then still kind of have some regression in certain areas, right? Or certain subject matters. So again, ask your athletes these statements, quote, you have a certain level of athletic ability and you cannot really do much to change that. And you at home might be saying, well, Brian, I just listened to this whole podcast for 45 minutes deep. I don't, I don't believe it. I got a growth mindset. Like I get it. Like I can get better. Right. But if you go on your next group ride with your friends and it comes time to mix it up with the sprint and you're like, Hey, I want to try and sprint. Well, you know, I'm never that good at sprinting. So why start now? That's that growth mindset or excuse me, that's that fixed mindset limiting you. Okay. You don't have a fixed level of athletic ability. Coach Brady just told you, and remember, they've done it at the brain neuroscience level that the brain can reorganize itself, but also it can happen at the tissue level with your body, right? Muscle fibers can can change both from type two to type one and type one to type two. Like think about that for a second. Your body can literally reorganize itself. Okay. So when, when something comes up and you're like, well, I, I don't sprint at this point, or I never contest this climb on my group ride, or I, I don't go to this type of race because I'm not good at it, okay? That's a little bit of that fixed mindset coming up and, and trying to limit your growth. Maybe there's something there that you can A, get better at. There's definitely something there that you can get better at, but maybe there's something there that you can learn that can help enhance your current strengths and develop your weaknesses, okay? Because remember, you, you all know this, that when we think of weaknesses here at Big Will Coaching, what we think about is undeveloped strengths, undeveloped strengths. That's what we think of as weaknesses. We don't really like the idea of weaknesses. We like, we like to think of them as undeveloped strengths because we're going to attack them. Okay. So another quote, another question to ask yourself, your core athletic ability cannot really be changed. You cannot learn new things, but you really can't change your basic athletic ability. Think about that for a second. Okay. 
you feel like you can you can change your basic athletic ability? You have to believe that in your core and in your actions. It's very, very important. Okay. And the last thing that it says is you can also ask, quote, athletes or ask athletes to complete this equation. Athletic ability is X percent natural talent and Y percent effort and practice. So example, a fixed mindset might be, oh, I feel that, you know, athletic ability or cycling ability is 80 percent talent, 20 percent effort and practice. You probably have a fixed mindset. Climbing, I feel like climbing is 80-20, right? Does that make sense, Brady? I mean, what, what what are your thoughts? Like when we start talking about actually adding a percentage to athletic ability and practice and effort, what are your thoughts? I think it's like 90% or I think it's 10% natural talent and 90% effort in practice. <laughs> no um, doubt, right? No doubt. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, like, I mean, you can be super good, but if you don't try to foster that, then you're probably not going to be super good or like you just kind of stay stagnant, you know, cause you're not like challenging yourself to get better. But those folks who are, are really hungry and have that growth mindset and want to get better, like they're going to adapt to the things that they can do better. And uh, yeah, they're going to pass up those folks who just are going on talent alone. Yep. Yep. And one of the last things that, that professor Dweck says, and again, this is, this is targeted at us as coaches. And I think it's important for us to share with everyone because this is our commitment to you. Okay. It says a growth mindset coach is also more likely to foster teamwork and team spirit. When a coach has a fixed mindset, players will be eager to impress the coach with their talent and will vie to be the superstar in the coach's eyes. However, if the athletes know that their coach values passion, learning, and improvement, these are things that players can work together to produce. And I and although cycling is a is a individual sport for for the overwhelming majority of it, we as cyclists are social creatures. We thrive, thrive in a team environment. Okay? And we know this because we we see it all the time as road cyclists and we just had at California Bicycle Racing CBR, we just had a create uh, cat four elite race experience. And the reason why our athletes did better is because they rallied together as a team that required sacrifice from, from all the individuals of the team. And they collectively got better. Okay. One of our athletes, Nick Gelling ended up winning one of those races because everyone came together to support that, that, that effort. Okay. And so for us as coaches, it's so important to create this, this environment. So when you think of big world coaching and you're like, okay, well, gosh, you know, like we're, we talk about training principles, but we're, we're talking so much about building community. We're talking so much about getting out and riding and how to navigate your group rides. And we're talking about how to have practical and pragmatic solutions to help you be better at your events. The reason for that is because we understand that you have to perform in a social setting. All of your all of your events are in a social setting outside of the fact that maybe you're a time trialist. If, if you're a time trialist and you're exclusively a time trialist, maybe you don't have any friends and you don't talk to anybody and you show up and you do your start and you do your warm up and you get back in the car and you go home. Outside <laughs> of that one person that is probably not listening to this podcast because that's just the way it is. That our folks, 
you listening to this, we know you're social folks and we want to help you be better in the environment for which you are tested. And I just, I love that she put that together for us as coaches, just to, just to say that for us to be able to tell you with confidence that what we really prize is passion. What we really prize is your capacity to learn. We really prize your ability to improve. And we want to help you do that in the environments for which your goals are tailored. Endurance mountain biking, gravel, cyclocross, road racing, doesn't matter. I'm sure I missed 14 other disciplines of cycling that are emerging that are not coming to the top of my mind right now because I'm staring at the Grove Mindset article. But you get my point, right? I mean, does does that resonate, Brady, or does that sound crazy? No, 100%. Yeah, that uh, you nailed it. Um, I think that, uh, like, yeah, we could just conclude that. I think this chart kind of sums up, uh, sums it all up here at the end. So I'll read the growth mindset side just to kind of lay it out there. Uh, it says, the growth mindset, intelligence can be developed. It leads to a desire to learn and therefore a tendency to embrace challenges Persist in the face of setbacks. See effort as the path to mastery. Learn from criticism. Find lessons and inspiration in the success of others. As a result, they reach ever higher levels of achievement. Now think if we started that with growth mindset, intelligence can be developed. What if we change that to growth mindset, athletic potential? can be developed all that same stuff applies right yep same thing all that same thing but i mean just like you know challenges embrace them obstacles persist effort seek mastery criticism learn you know success of others embrace it learn from it and get inspired by it keep charging like dude fired up right like like who's who's not down for that who's not down for that so on that note, uh, Brady, we've got some exciting stuff to talk with everyone about. Uh, we talked about everyone being social, having social goals, right? Social settings for those goals. One of those is Camp Big Wheel. You want to tell us about Camp Big Wheel? Yeah, uh, Camp Big Wheel, it's, it's hype. Um it's going to be super fun. It's uh, definitely that social environment that everyone's looking for. We're going to be out in Palm Springs, Palm Desert, Lakinta area. And we're going to do lots of days of sick riding. But beyond the sick riding, it's um, like really being around each other, one-on-one um, -on -one with the coaches, getting to chill with a lot of cool people who are into riding and want to get better. Um, we got lots of cool things like the recovery lounge and. Um, Going to have some good good meals. Um, just going to be a all-around solid time. Uh, Sign-ups are open right now, and we want everyone to join us. It's going to be sick. Love it. Love it. Yeah. The, for those who don't know about the culture of cycling, spring training camps are just a, a, like a staple. You know, if you were racing on a road team or or anything like that, that was always, or if you were a part of a club, there was always a spring training camp. And spring training camp was where you got to put all your new gear on and you got to go ride with everyone. And 
You got to test yourself and see how your winter fitness was coming along. If you were a little behind the ball, you got to kind of sit in with the group and get a little bit of speed work in while while uh, building your fitness. So it was it was there was a great it was a great environment and a killer ecosystem because spring training camp allowed you to you could come in a little underfit and you could ride into it, right? You could come in really fit and you could be one of the people that that is doing a lot of work with the group. Okay. But spring training camp for road cyclists is just like, I mean, it's as, it's as foundational as, as the Tour de France. Like they're just every, every, every team, every club, they used to have that. And they've just gone away from those, like just with the way it is now. And, and we're very, very excited to be bringing this for everybody. And we've got rides over four days. Okay. And we've got two different distances. All right. So we've got some people that are coming from back east. Got some people that are going to have really good trainer fitness, but getting outside on four or five and six hour rides is going to be a bit stiff over four days. And we don't want to leave anyone blasted. So we're going to, we're going to have both medium and long rides. And keep in mind that this is the whole purpose of this Camp Big Wheel is to help you springboard into your late spring and summer goals. Okay. And we're going to sweeten the deal because Saturday we're going to do basically a private Grand Fondo. It's just going to be for us. There's going to be about 40 of us out there. We're going to have sled dogs. We're going to have a big group of people. It's going to be awesome. And again, there'll be a, there'll be a medium and a, and a long route that day. Long route is going to be probably 200 K guys. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so awesome. It's going to be a top of box Canyon. It's going to be really cool. So stay tuned for more details on that, but it's, it is open for registration and we've already had a bunch of people register we just kind of sent out a little probe to some of our athletes and a bunch of people already signed up. So it was really cool. So uh, keep in mind that you want to get signed up and uh, VR7, we're really lucky they put out, uh, they just actually put put it out to me and they said, hey, we, we're going to sweeten the deal and we're going to give everyone 50% off clothing if they order by January 12th. Okay, so if you uh, if you want some Big Wheel Coaching clothing, because we're going to do a cool Big Wheel Coaching photo shoot while we're out at... Uh, at, at training camp there at Camp Big Wheel. So if you want that, you can get a special deal, but that's only for the folks that sign up. So um, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. So anyway, really excited about Camp Big Wheel. It's late February. You can find out more details. There's a Facebook event on it. Okay, you can go to our Facebook page and you can look under events and it'll click right through to where you can sign up. Okay, lodging is not included, but everything else is. Okay. All you got to do is get there and get yourself lodging at night and we'll take care of all your food. You don't have to join us if you don't want to for food. I know some people like to do their own thing, or maybe you've had enough of all these campers and you want to go have your own dinner. Would love that. We'll see you in the morning. Right. But if you want to come and you want to have dinner, we'd love to have you. So Camp Big Wheel, if you have questions, please, please, please either email me, bigwheelcoaching at gmail.com or message us uh, through our social media channels. That's super awesome. Brady, we also have something since we were talking about social environments, we also have, uh, something in the works here for those of us who are racing criteriums, right? Yeah, it was, uh, so sick. A few weeks ago, we went out to the CBR upgrade crit and had a, a good group. Um, there was a lot of people at the race too. Like that was a good, good thing to see. Um, uh, but basically we're going to, do it again, but a little bit different, hopefully. I mean, not hopefully, just change it up a little bit and uh, 
get some more time with some folks, do one-on-one coaching. Um, but it's all about team tactics and, and race strategy for the crits and how you can best maximize your crit season or, um, or like work together with your team to maximize everyone's seasons. Uh, but it's super, it was a super fun event when we did it a few weeks ago and, uh, it's going to be sick when we do it again in a few weeks too. And we're going to build on it. So from last time, everyone just got a pro for a day experience. Okay. This time, what we're going to get is we're going to build out a curriculum. Okay. Cause what we really want is like teams of two, three and four riders. So if you're listening and you've got a couple of guys that are cat fours that you want to race with and work with, we want to teach you how to work together as a team. The last race was an upgrade crit and we just assumed that everyone wanted to get a result so they could work towards their upgrade. This time, these are regular season events. So this is all about learning, right? We talked about learn, learn, learn. So this is going to be about running a, teaching you the, a skill, attacking, counterattacking, sprinting, leading out, etc. We're going to build a curriculum so that we can do all those things. We'll get that on the bike time. But it's not just about teaching you skills. It's about teaching you real-world application and being able to do that in the Category 4 Peloton, okay? We'll do that for the 4s and the 4 fives, okay? And we'll be able to do that each week, and they will build each race. They will build on each other, which is so important. So what we want is we're going to blend that team element. We're going to help people learn the different roles because the only way a great sprinter can re- or a sprinter can really become great is they have to learn what they need from their lead out person. What's the best way to learn that? To do lead outs, right? And the vice versa. So you might say, hey, I'm a good sprinter. I, I don't need any help. But unless you can communicate to your lead out person what you need, you've got a problem. You only have half the solution. If you want the whole solution, we want you to come to Big Wheel Coaching. We're going to put it out. Um, we're going to change up the name a little bit. Last time we called it the VIP Elite Race Experience. And uh, we're just trying to tighten that up a little bit. So if you have some good ideas on names, shoot it to me or Coach Brady. We'd love that. But uh, anyway, it's going to be super awesome. We're really, really fired up. This is for men and women, just so you know. So ladies, know that Coach Joy is fired up to work with you. And uh, yeah, she's just got such a wealth of knowledge. I mean, hey, let's be real for a second, Brady. Joy and I were talking about this the other night. You know who has more yellow jerseys, who has been a part of more yellow jersey teams? Joy or I? 100% Joy. <laughs> like, way more, right? Like, like, okay, you know, we won a lot of races at Elevate KHS, but not that many yellow jerseys. And uh, Joy has won, has ridden with, you know, multiple Olympians who scored yellow jerseys at Tour of the Gila multiple times, Redlands Classic multiple times, uh, Nature Valley Grand Prix, which then became North Star, which now longer is. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm gushing about my wife. But anyway, that's that's uh, that's there. So we've got those two things going on. Camp Big Wheel is going to be rad. CBR is going to be rad. We're just really, really thankful for all this. And we're going we're gonna to back up this growth mindset with another um, podcast about goals and stuff like that. So also we're doing uh, four days to fitness next week. Uh, which is out in the Santa Clarita Valley. If you want to look up more information on four days to fitness, we're going to have a little uh, a surprise uh, gathering where we talk about goals in person with everybody. And that's going to be uh, at CBS Bike Shop on Saturday after the ride, the first day of four days to fitness. That's going to be super cool. It's something we've done for the last five years. So we're going we're gonna to keep that tradition alive and well and then uh, get everybody fired up for uh, four days to fitness or excuse me, for Camp Big Wheel. So 
What do you think, Brady? Any, anything else? Or, uh, or can we roll on to our closing gratuity? Closing gratuity time. Well, actually, one last thing. Yeah. Um, we always need to mention Pedal Industry Store. Open, you could get a oh. sick bag, socks, hats, changing mat, towel, anything like that. It's all sick and it's available. Yes. Pedal Industries. Yeah. Ooh, good call, Brady. Well done. Well, ooh, and, and concise too. I'm impressed. I am impressed. <laughs> good job. Good job. Okay, so closing your treaty. Are you leading or am I? Uh, I'll, I'll lead this time. All right, you go. I thought ahead, so I'm good. Um, I was thinking, and my I'm grateful for um, Big Wheel Coaching. It's been about a year since uh, since I started at Big Wheel Coaching, so it's cool to think about that and think about uh, all the folks that I've worked with. Super grateful for all the athletes that um, have shared their time with me, and uh, thankful for you guys and for Leo. And uh, it's it's good stuff. So grateful for that. Wow. Well, thank you, Brady. We are grateful for you, man. Like here we are on a Friday afternoon when I know you got stuff to do, busting out a podcast. I appreciate you, man. This is, it's our privilege to have you. And it's just been great to see all the the work you've done with your athletes and see them be successful and watch them have those, those big breakthroughs. It's been fantastic, man. You know, I love that. I'm a sucker for that stuff. So when I think of, of, gratuity. Last night I went to, uh, Joy and I went on our first date since the, uh, since young Seamus was brought in the world. We, uh, got a babysitter. We went down to Encinitas where the guys from Belgian Waffle Ride were doing the, uh, they, they always put together a video of the previous year's event. And so this year they, they had the, the event. And, uh, obviously over the years of doing BWR, I got to know all the staff out there and just, you know, they're awesome. They're just awesome. Right. And, uh, this year was a little different because we had, uh, you know, I had won it in 2018. And so they kind of built this video. Uh, I found out very, when I showed up at the race, they were like, Hey, you know, we're going to have this video crew, like kind of follow you. And for all of you at home who, you know, we kind of know how we roll. It's like, you know, this is, we have a 1992 motorhome that we took to this thing that has purple carpet. You know, this is not uh, luxury living here. You know, we, we're just who we are and we're proud of it. Right. And so I, I, at first I was a little like worried that I, you know, okay, whatever, here we go. Right. So obviously I did very poorly at the event. I shouldn't say very poorly. I just didn't have a great ride there. And, um, so I, was, I didn't know what to expect when I went to this video, this, this, this video premiere and they were really, really, uh, really wanted me to be there. And it was obviously just a great movie. It was super cool. Um, they did a little mystery science theater kind of play on things, which was, I just thought it was funny, but, um, Michael Marks who runs it, he did a juxtaposition or he did a, a discussion about juxtaposition. That was his, his word juxtaposition. And he was talking about light being made wonderful by dark and happiness being made dark by, by adversity. Right. And he was talking about how we should run, actually run towards the adversity because that makes us appreciate the happiness much more. And it was really, it was a great, I'm not doing it uh, the most service, but it was a fantastic discussion. And it just got me thinking about this, this, this component of gratuity. 
because it's because we have this amazing group of people around us for which we can do these kind of crazy things, right? So it might seem crazy to you at home to be signing up for a season of CBR racing. It might seem kind of crazy to be getting on your trainer at 4.30 in the morning because you want to be good at the group ride on Sunday. It might be kind of crazy to be putting on lights and going out on night mountain bike rides um, in the, you know, in daylight savings time goes away because you're trying to be ready for that California mountain bike series. Whatever that is, that all might seem kind of crazy, but it's, it's this amazing foundation that we all have, be it family, be it friends, be it our work environment, people around us that can help us support us as we go through and on this journey, this athletic journey that we're on. And I know for me as a coach, I'm really proud to be able to work with each of my athletes and, and for each of them listening, I, I want you to know that I am so thankful for you. And then all of, all of our athletes that, that you coach Brady, that Leo coaches and joy coaches, they're just so important to me. And I'm so thankful for all that. And they are the foundation for which I receive so much inspiration to continue to push. When we talk about that growth mindset, when it was like, Hey, you gotta, you know, think you're, you gotta, you gotta push the limits. You know, when I, when I think about getting better as a coach, I think, oh man, I haven't been doing this since I was, you know, 18 years old. I gotta, I gotta catch up. I gotta catch up. Right. And so I'm just incredibly thankful for the people around me that give me the, the inspiration to keep pressing, keep pressing, keep pushing the limits so that we can serve people and help these athletes get better. And that to me is, is what I'm thankful for. So Brady, you're a big part of that, you know, your family over here and uh, obviously my lovely wife, but we have, we have much to be thankful for and that's our foundation. I love it. Good stuff, buddy. Oh, thank you, brother. Well, so to everyone at home, please check out that pedal industry store, sign up for Camp Big Wheel. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have a great Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, wherever you're from. We just want you to have a happy holiday season. Okay. So thank you so much for listening. Expect a couple more episodes here uh, before the end of the year. We're hoping two, but might just be one. We'll see what the holidays bring. So enjoy family. Thanks so much for listening. So until next time, train hard, be safe, have fun. We'll catch you on the next one.